Blog Talk Radio. It's Mamas in the Hood with Jenny and Susan. My name is Jenny Hatch, and I'm your host. And today's show will be a special Mother's Day show dedicated to Susan Fierro Bake's new book, A Mother's Worth. We created the first half of the show last night, and we'll finish the story of how this book came to be created today. We are so grateful to have the chance to hear the details of how this amazing book came to be created. And before we begin, I'd like to share a scripture from the Doctrine and Covenants. And it is, for the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. And when you hear the word worth, it's often tempting to think of it in financial or monetary terms. And I don't think Heavenly Father was talking about money when he talked about the worth of souls. And that fits perfectly with the message of Susan's book because the whole message is that the worth that we have, the value to our families and to society are not monetary values. So, Susan, last night we left off where you were talking about the amazing network of women who exist in uh, the Marine Corps world. Could you continue telling us the story of your daughter and the support that she felt while she gave birth to her first baby? Well, I was saying that she had received an impressive amount of support from the other military wives, and I I hadn't ever realized before how close-knit these women are and and the sisterhood that they shared. You know, it makes sense that they're they're left uh, to to run their families alone for extended periods of time, and they come together to help each other, and, you know, they're, they're away from their families, too. So they become, you know, each other's extended families. And so these friendships are, you know, very, very um, close-knit. And, and also, you know, even within our church, the, the sisterhood is, is always very great and, and, and close, and the Relief Society helps each other out. But you know, I would say even a little more so for the military wives, uh, church members that are military wives, they, are, they, they, they may even have an even closer-knit sisterhood than maybe some of the other, you know, wards might have because they have to rely on each other even more than than usual. So many women, um, you know, are, are having to uh, give birth on their own or raise, you know, raise their children for, for uh, you know, up to a year. And I, and I didn't know this beforehand, they even offer doula services. Um, they have a network where women who um, are trained in labor and are labor assistants offer their services for free on a volunteer basis to be available to other women whose husbands are deployed so that they don't have to be literally alone when it comes time for them to have their baby. So 
kind of a whole, you know, neat experience getting familiar with that. And I was saying that the book actually pays homage to, you know, the mothers that have to um, mother alone while their husbands are deployed. So it has this kind of extra layer of meaning. And I had also mentioned that there were some pictures that I wasn't able to take for the photo that I wished I had. Well, the photo, the book, the whole book um, was really so, you know, led, so inspired, so um, guided by Heavenly Father. And there was all these instances that happened, you know, that were serendipitous that, that occurred, you know, um, interestingly, and one of those, you know, it's just as an example, is that even the moms themselves kind of helped with this process when we were doing the photo taking. Um, like one of the moms, Leah, when we were taking photos at her house, of she was helping us with the photos of um, the different jobs that moms do, and. Um, on one page, she's in six, there's one page with six different photos of her doing uh, various types of jobs, quote-unquote jobs, <clears throat> like uh, one was a photographer, one was a painter, a taxi driver, a beautician with uh, like a blow dryer and hair clips and hair cutters and scissors. Well, she suggested the latter be in the photo. And she also suggested carrying a map. But I hadn't thought of those things. So as we were there taking these pictures, she was like, what if we use a ladder? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So it was you know, great having her come up with things that really helped the pictures to be so much more interesting. And, um, and then when I was searching for a photographer, I had interviewed with some photographers in Missouri. And as we discussed, they were actually the ones who brought up that it would be a great idea to have a Down syndrome child included in the book. And so there was all these, you know, it was a process. There was this culmination of, like, efforts and just things that, you know, when you're involved in something and you recognize, like, that it's being guided, there's all these little things that happen. And it's this process, you know, that takes time that's kind of, you know, out of our control. I had wanted the book to be done by October, and that didn't happen. And you know, I, I so there were stressful times where I didn't know what was going to happen. But when I look back, I can see how you know I should have been more faithful and just you know had peace and rested that these things were going to work themselves out because it's always just so much easier for me to see things in hindsight, knowing oh. You know, that was for a reason. And so I see all these reasons now for all these things that happened. And, and it's really inspiring, you know, even for me as the, the writer of the book. You know, so many people say, oh, the book's inspiring, but it inspires me also. You know, I I would never want someone to think that my writing is, the things that I write about are because, you know, I'm trying to preach most of the times, it's interesting, the things that I end up writing about are stuff that teaches me. You know, I'm learning through the process, and the messages aren't just to teach other people. They're also to teach myself. This book is a reminder to myself of the worth of my motherhood 
and how you know how that is so much more important than making a buck in this world and letting those stresses go and enjoying and savoring the moment of my children's childhood and appreciating uh, the time that we have and you know just mothering just appreciating it and you know I can read the book and I get inspired and uplifted and recharged and you know reaffirmed by it also and it's a gift to me too I'm just kind of like you know the messenger and do you have a comment about that? I do. You know, I, I totally agree with, with you know, we as, as the authors being beneficiaries. I also think it's important for our children to see us engaged in important work. And uh, whenever my kids are like, oh, Mom, you know, you're blogging again or you're writing or, you know, doing something that takes me out of the circle of, you know, just focused mothering, um, sometimes they will complain about the amount of time. And I'll just quietly mention to them that, you know, this work that I'm engaged in is important. And I, I feel like it's so important that I'd, I'd rather do that than spend time at the mall shopping or watching mindless television. And I have to tell you, too, as a natural mother who's into attachment parenting, I, I believe the thoughtfulness that you put into the images in sharing a picture of a mother with a baby in a carrier against her heart, a mother breastfeeding, there's no pictures of baby bottles in this book, um, is also a very subtle but real testimony to um, mothers who choose to do these these things that are not really mainstream even today. And our culture, again, is so saturated with uh, the bottle culture of leaving the baby in the care of other people at a very young age while mother goes off to work and uh, lack of breastfeeding photos or even just a cultural acceptance and tolerance for breastfeeding mothers, that this book is a um, you know, powerful visual of, of mothers who have chosen to thoughtfully uh, care for their children in a very attached way. So kudos to you. Well, as I was, you know, contemplating the the images, well, it, it, even as I looked, you know, as I looked for images, the stock photography photos, you know, I knew, I knew where I was looking for. I purposefully wanted a photo of a mother carrying her baby in a sling for the transportation photo because that these are these images are all meaningful to me and representative of the type of mothering that I have tried to do with my children of the mothering that inspires me and um you know that that is what I have strived to be like and and so I knew I wanted a mom um, carrying a baby in a sling because, yes, it is uncommon. Um, it's becoming more common. It, it's more accepted. And But as I wanted to normalize them. I wanted to include them in just kind of like an offhanded, normal way, kind of like the ethnicity that, you know, it's there. It's not like the whole book isn't about sling wearing. 
the whole book isn't about breastfeeding. They're just kind of, it's just kind of in there. In one photo, there's a mom carrying a baby. She happens to be carrying a baby in a sling. Another one, the baby is breastfeeding. That one is, you know, a little bit controversial. I, you know, like I said, this is always a process. And I had wanted lots of feedback from people. I got feedback on the photos. All the photos that I took, almost not all of them, but quite a bit of them, I posted to Facebook and asked for people's opinions. Some pictures I retook. Uh, this breastfeeding photo I retook. Um, other photos, you know, uh, like one of them, for instance, is of a mother uh, cooking, chopping vegetables. And I hadn't noticed, but in a couple of them, the child was placed sort of close to the knife. And for me, it wasn't really a big deal, but to some of the other mothers, that was the first thing they noticed was the proximity to the knife. So that helped me to choose a photo where the child was further from the knife. Because I wanted, you know, everybody to feel comfortable, as many people as possible. can't say everybody. If I said everybody to feel comfortable, I probably wouldn't have included a breastfeeding photo. I would have chosen the breastfeeding photo um, initially, was to illustrate the um, the text um, heartwarming smiles. I had wanted a photo where the child was smiling during nursing because for me breastfeeding was you know an amazing part of my mothering. I couldn't be a mother or explain motherhood to somebody without including the first moment that my child was put on my arms and went to my breast. It's, you know, it tears me up just even now. I hadn't even thought of that before we were discussing it now. You know, you and I are going, like, off the cuff during these conversations. And, you know, I to just talk about the first moment when I held my babies all wet and downy to my, to my chest, to my breast, after their birth, is, like, the most special part of, of my whole experience. You know, you go through the labor and it's, you're laboring and you've waited these nine months and you hold your baby for the first time and then they attach to your breast. And that is like the essence of motherhood for me. And you're, you're, you're giving of your love and your body and your, your, you know, your sacrifice. It's so representative. And so, you know, I nursed my children for, Two, um, to about two and a half years, most of them, I practice extended breastfeeding. I believe it's something that's very helpful, to, you know, helpful to children, for the child and the mother. Um, and so it is a part of who I am as a mother. And, and I wanted to represent that joy and that feeling of love that I have with my child. And, you know, when you breastfeed them, and is that even when they're young, they flash these little smiles at you while they're nursing, and they're so precious. And and I wanted to capture that that moment, but in order to do that, there was a lot of breast shown. There was a lot of nipples shown during the smile. And so the picture that I had taken was, in my opinion, still fairly discreet, but you know, captured that whole essence so well. And I had posted to Facebook and it was, you know, there was this just this mixture of um, feelings 
that came from people, and so many people were offended, while others, you know, loved it. I just loved the photo because they felt the same way as I did. But I wanted to be respectful of those women because I wanted to include as many as possible. I knew that even just having any kind of a breastfeeding photo would turn off some part of my audience and potentially affect, you know, the income that I would get from the book. And I had to make a decision from the beginning. Do I go with my principles and my beliefs and my values and what's meaningful to me, or do I try to appease everybody and just not include breastfeeding or bottle feeding and just put a picture? I could have just easily put a picture of a baby just smiling, which would have conveyed, you know, a strong message, but it wouldn't have conveyed as much of the message for me. And so I made that decision. I wanted it to be, I wanted there to be a breastfeeding picture in the book. And not because I, you know, not, I mean, yes, this book is meant kind, it ended up being, a, I think it's a teaching book. It's a book that promotes nurturing mothering. And I really hope like organizations like WIC or social services or, you know, um, uh, that this book would be great for, Battered women's shelters or, you know, young mothers, teenage moms who maybe aren't knowledgeable of nurturing moms to, to really help, you know, to teach other women about, and children, about nurturing relationships. Um, and I hope that it can be utilized, you know, just in such a widespread way to impact motherhood. Um, but, you know, that wasn't really my point with the breastfeeding is, oh, I want to teach people about breastfeeding, I wanted to convey my feelings. And and so I went back and photographed the same mother a second time. Um, and instead, I had to actually add an extra caption to the book because I just wasn't going to be able to get the photo that I wanted um, without, I couldn't figure out how to do it very, you know, as discreet as, I guess, possible. And so what I ended up doing was adding a caption of another, a whole other aspect that um, and, and that I was pleased with was that when they're nursing, they're not only smiling at you and communicating their love to you through their smile, they're communicating to you a, a majority of the time through their eyes. They're speaking to you while by looking at you, and you can feel their love and appreciation of you by their gaze. And so I added the caption, adoring gazes, and I have the child breastfeeding with their mouth closed, um, looking at the mother. And so that made it so there's there's no nipple shown. There's just a little teeny, teeny bit of, you know, darker skin of the areola showing, and just a little tiny bit of of skin um, there's a shirt, you know, that's covering most of the breast, and the, the child is has his mouth on his mother's breast. He's nursing, and so there's just this very small amount of, of skin that is shown. And so I shared that photo, and the feedback was, you know, resoundingly more approving. And there were still some women who felt that breastfeeding is so sacred such a sacred act, sacred act, you know, given from Heavenly Father um, that they felt like no skin at all whatsoever should be shown at any time. Um, but 
you know, I, I don't feel that way. I, I feel like the picture is very discreet and very honoring of women's modesty. And and so that that's what's in the book. And, and I, you know, I don't want to offend mothers who don't breastfeed. I know there's many women who can't, who want to, who can't. But unfortunately, there's also a great majority of the population who who choose not to breastfeed. And, you know, I have learned as a mother, as an, an advocate of home birth and even, you know, homeschooling and breastfeeding and, you know, natural childbirth, all these different things, even even eating healthy, those are all issues that really can instigate anger in people and make them upset because they feel like you're judging them. And, and I really have to had to come to terms with, you know, just because I'm speaking about what I believe doesn't have to offend you. You know, I believe this. I choose this for myself. If you choose not to do this, that's your choice. Be happy about it. You don't have to get offended because I choose otherwise. And so just by living our lives the way we choose can make people upset because they feel like you're 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 taking judgment against them. And so that's not what this book is about. I'm not trying to judge other mothers who choose not to breastfeed their children. I just can't live my life and express myself without including that. So I you know, I just in advance want to apologize to those moms. Um you know, I respect your your ability to choose, and and I, you know, and so there's also you know the sling wearing is very important to me. Um, my daughter, she's she's you know followed followed some of the examples that I've I've given her, which is you know I'm so grateful for when I, all of these things that I learned in mothering, where I felt they were inspired, they came to me things that I felt I was doing better than what my mother had learned. My mother breastfed me. Um, Certainly, she didn't carry me in a sling. She didn't probably know about sling wearing. And, uh, but, you know, my mother sang to me when I was a kid, and and all these things that I do for my children, many things have come from my mother's example, but um, I have studied these things, and I've learned of their the positive effect on children, and I probably did it more than my mother. And, and I'm hoping, the greatest hope in my life is that my children will learn the things that I have done, begun, and that they will, you know, do even become even better mothers than myself, better parents, better children of God, you know, better at everything than what I'm doing. That's my greatest hope. And so, it's, you know, it's nice for me to see I was with my daughter during her birth and able to be her doula. Uh, she had a doula with her, an assistant, um, but I was also her doula, and, and that was, you know, a great honor. And she breast, she's, you know, chosen to breastfeed my grandson. And she, you know, I wore, made a sling for. She asked me to make a sling for her for him, and and so I'll leave it open for you to make a comment, Jen. Yeah, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about several different topics. Um, the main thing is that just hour for hour in my own mothering, the thing I spent the most time on was breastfeeding. And that includes, yeah. you know, everything. I mean, cooking and, and uh, bathing my children, teaching them. Um, I spent more hours with a baby at the breast, sometimes two babies at the breast, um, tandem nursing, 
than any other thing I engaged in while they were little. And so it is a huge lifestyle choice that obviously makes some people uncomfortable. Um, I've also had many conversations with my two daughters. One's 24 and one is 21. And they're both spending quality time thinking about the the types of mothers that they want to be. And thankfully, they both are planning to be dedicated stay-at-home moms. But the thing I've continually told them is, please, don't get married until you're in a place where you can breastfeed your children. One of the patterns I really see with the mothers, the young mothers in my world right now is they're all getting married, but they're continuing going to school and working. And I can understand, you know, why they have to do this. So many of them have just mountains of debt with their student loans, and so they feel like just obligated to um, to work. But the people who suffer when moms make those choices are the babies. And I, I don't use the word suffer lightly. I really feel that if a mother can breastfeed, she should. And I, I think I'm a more militant advocate than you you are. You've always been so kind and so big-hearted. You know, bottle feeding culture is around us 24-7 in all the media, all the books. It's, it's everywhere. And so to have one simple little book with one beautifully, thoughtfully crafted picture of a breastfeeding mother, um, even even the suggestion that that would be controversial makes me a little bit angry. So, you know, kudos to you for your for your kindness and thoughtfulness to, to moms who choose not to do this. But um, I, I feel a little bit more uh, of an advocate position in terms of, of my passion because there is so many benefits that are available to the baby, to the family at large when women thoughtfully breastfeed their children. You know, I've always, you know, as an advocate, I, you know, I never, I wanted, I don't really want to be like in your face. Like, you know, some people may have, would would have preferred as an advocate to have like a totally in your face. Like the first, you know, the first photo I did was, you know, beautiful. Oh, I just loved, I loved the photo. And it actually made me cry. It made me cry to think when when I posted the photo and I had gotten all of that response, like thinking of not putting a breastfeeding in the picture, thinking of not putting a breastfeeding photo in the book made me cry. And I was like, man, what do I do? And, you know, I just went back to, no, this is important to me. This has to, this is important to me. I couldn't make this book and leave it for my kids without this being in it. Because this, my children are ultimately who I write for. They are my audience that I'm writing for. And and so, you know, it was just, that, that picture had so much thought going into it, so much meaning. And all the pictures are so meaningful. They all represent just the most precious moments of mothering to me. And, and so, you know, I love the book. I'm so proud of the book. I'm so glad that it turned out so beautiful. I'm so grateful to all the people who participated in the book. And, you know, I wanted to mention, Charlotte Vogel was the book designer. She actually is a woman in Germany. And, you know, it was, like, amazing to me that I found this woman in Germany to, and I felt like she was the one who was supposed to 
designed the book for me. And so initially, you know, there was concern, like, how do I trust someone in another country? I'm like, how would I know, like, I could send her my book and she's not going to publish the book for herself? And I would have no recourse because she's in another country. Like, what would I do? And, how, you know, how would I, how do I know to trust her? And I just felt like I can trust her. And, and I did. And she did a beautiful job and she accepted my little budget and she, you know, just was so great. And, and then Christina Bradbury, the other photographer, she was so amazing and just, you know, her, she has such a sweet, generous, giving spirit. And, you know, I'm just so glad that she was a part of the book and all of the moms. And I'm so glad for every picture that was included. I was in this time crunch. And, like, you know, just to make the point, I, I was trying to explain, and it was probably came out a little jarbled, about the photo that um, we took in Missouri of my youngest son and I. We took that photo when I went back to Missouri, thinking I was going to stay there to finish the rest of the photo taking. And um, I, I, one day, you know, the sun broke out. It was a beautiful day, and I was like, oh, this is perfect to take the photo of me and my son. And I had my oldest son take the photo for me. And the one, it's the one where my, my, my baby's kissing me on my cheek. And if we hadn't gotten that shot that afternoon, because I think I left, the, the next day was when um, I was notified about my daughter's surgery. And then I left that next, I think the next day after that. It was just all very quick. If I hadn't done that picture at that time, my youngest son wouldn't have been able to be in the picture. I would have had to figure out some way for him to be in the picture without you know me in it with him because I didn't see him. He didn't come out to California to be with me until the book was already you know, in underway. And so, you know, that was an example of the serendipity, that that picture happened and that he's in it with me and, that it, it, you know, it got done. It's so, you know, amazing to me and just so grateful for every picture and every woman that's in the book. You know, and we, I wanted to speak um, about, you know, the cover. The cover was just as much a thought process as the breastfeeding photo and all the other photos all took so much thought into, you know, how I was going to, to do them. And the cover of a book is the most important picture. And most times people will spend the most money on a cover photo than the interior photo. So a lot of times you'll look at a book and have an amazing cover photo, and then the rest of the book pictures kind of, you know, aren't on par with it. And then that's, that's actually one of the comments that I got about the book. It's a woman was so impressed that books like these often have a couple of outstanding photos and then the rest of them, she called them dogs. <laughs> she said, usually these photos have, or, or, you know, they usually these kind of books have a bunch of dogs in them where they have a couple of nice pictures and the rest of them, you know, are just poorly done. She said, all of these photos are all amazing. And so the cover photo, the quality of it is the meaning. And I'm not talking the quality of, of um, I think that probably a photographer, a skilled photographer, could look at my book and recognize that there are some amateurish qualities, that um, even the cover. The, the cover was taken on a day. It actually happened to be a day where the weather turned foul. It was at the end of my trip. Um, and the day that worked out for everyone to get together at the park happened to be 
dreary, gray, overcast, windy, cold, awful weather. And we had a newborn, a three-month-old, to take out in this weather, to take this photo. And the mom was reluctant. She didn't want her baby outside. He was sick that day. He was fussy. He had just had his uh, immunizations the day before. And so he was sick. He wasn't feeling well. He was crying. And so, you know, she was gracious enough to run outside with him. And we were out there. And, you know, everyone's noses were red. Uh, The kids' noses in the picture are kind of red teary-eyed from the wind. The wind was blowing the mom's hair. The baby was screaming. And we t- I took literally six shots. That's it. We ran back to the cars. And from those six photos, I had to pick one thing. You know, it's like, as you know, I can't even tell you. As I was taking the pictures, the camera that I borrowed, the monitor, the, the LCD screen went out. So I couldn't review the photos I took. Like, it was basically like what I took I'm praying that I got a good image because I couldn't look back at them to see what they looked like. And so there was so much of this during this picture taking that was like, you know, by the skin of my teeth. And, and, and I was so, you know, amazed in the end that, yeah, I got the shot. There was one cover photo that was, that was awesome, but it's not perfect. There's a, you know, there was hair blowing in one of the girl's faces um, and, um, you know, like the mom in the back is just a little bit, you know, blurred out of vision because she's in the back. And so, you know, there was, there are some things about the photo that aren't perfect, technically speaking. And, um, hold on, I just had a baby wake up. Two babies wake up. You have to go back to bed. Well, when I look at this cover, what comes through the mom's face is is your joy. Go ahead. There's just a feeling of joy that comes through the cover. And to me, it's the emotion of the picture that trumps any lack in uh, so-called professionalism. And, and like you say, it's authentic. You know, these are real moms and real kids, and the authenticity of the relationships that are depicted, the little girl who's hugging her mother, the look in her eyes, that's, that's just real. And, again, we're, we're in a plastic world. We're in a plastic world where Hollywood types are the faces that we see the most often, and they're they're kind of fake people, and so to have a book where this, there's this authenticity just screaming out at you, to me is 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 the power of this book. Well, and that was the resounding voice that I got about the photo was that they my friends loved it. They were like Susan. This is a great photo. Well, first of all, they were like, wow, we didn't know you were a photographer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I didn't know either. And, you know, the quality of the pictures came out so nicely, just so well done. And and like I said, maybe not technically, somebody com- could maybe pick at them, but the feeling that is conveyed in the photos is exactly what I was going for, what I wanted. I was so proud that the feeling that you get from the photos is, is just what I was trying to do. And and so the color photo, you know, I wanted 
at first I had um, purchased one of the stock photography photos in order to make the demo uh, I had um, for my uh, for the Kickstarter campaign to use the photo on the Kickstarter campaign. I purchased an image of an African-American woman. I wanted from the very beginning this book to be different in so many ways. You, you see less often a woman of color on a, on a book than you would of a Caucasian woman. Uh, you know, Hollywood, whatever, New York, is going to most, most often put a white woman on a cover. And to be frank, that's what's going to happen. And to sell the book, to make the most money, that's who they're going to put on it. And I didn't want that. I wanted, you know, not that, I, you know, I wanted to make it different. But I, but then as I thought about it, I thought, you know what, that really doesn't make me happy either because I wanted to include as many people as possible. So what I, what I, went, what I decided on was I wanted a picture with three women. And really the reason why I had picked one woman in the beginning was because I couldn't find a stock photography photo with three different race women in it, three different ethnicities. I couldn't find, I think I found one out of like thousands looking for mothers. One picture with, it was, I think there were like three Caucasian women and one, maybe one woman of color. And that wasn't, that wasn't representative of, to me of what I was trying to do. I wanted to show like three women at the park. I was really wanting to show them, like, sitting together and, like, we're friends, we're hanging out together, this is normal for us. That's what I wanted to convey. And I couldn't get that in a stock photography photo, so I thought I would go with, you know, a black woman. And then I thought when I when it came down to me having to take the pictures, that was really going to make it ideal for me. Um, I was actually, my other option was to have singular pictures, like a, uh, of a mother and a child, three different pictures on the cover. Um, that's what was gonna. That ended up being my second alternative. If I couldn't get a picture with all three different women, and you know, so basically boiled down to a white woman, a black woman, and a Mexican woman, you know, brown woman. Um, and because I couldn't have a cover representing everybody, so there would be too many pictures. And you know, so really, did it make me happy to have to pick three different women to put on the cover or three different ethnicities? So what I what my, to remedy that to make me feel better, I have an interior cover picture. So when you open up the book, there's another cover picture, and that has nine photos. Of uh, one is a grandmother. I wanted to include grandmother. I wanted to include grandmothers in the book, and so I have a grandmother aged uh, picture, and then I have uh, a Tongan woman and um, the Down syndrome child. And, um, you know, I wanted to put just a little bit more diversity in the interior cover. And, but even, even in that, and a, and a Korean woman in there and a, um, another Mexican woman, um, a woman who's, like, um, Mexican and Greek, I think um, she said, or, you know, a, kind of a mixture of, of different races. But anyhow, I would have loved to have had, like, a Jewish woman and, you know, other women included, but... So I got a little bit more ethnic diversity in the interior cover photo, and that made me pleased. Um, and so I, I actually did retake this the cover photo, trying to get it even more perfect than it was, because you know some of these issues really kind of I wanted the cover to be perfect. And 
um, so I, I another photographer volunteered. She took a photo. It was a beautiful photo, but it just didn't capture this warmth, this element of warmth that I wanted in all the pictures. And everybody agreed that even though she was a very experienced photographer who does amazing works, they liked my photo better. The feeling that they got from my photo, they preferred. So I paid um, to have a professional company whose work goes in magazines, Kim Metz Photography. I paid her, and she, you know, uh, did some great editing. One of the girls was not looking straight at the camera, so she adjusted her eyes to look more forward, took the hair out of one of the girls' faces, a couple different things. Oh, the baby, he had um, stress on his forehead because the wind was blowing in his face. He should kind of soften his forehead so he didn't look, um, have so many wrinkles there. And, you know, so she 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 helped to improve the photo, took away some of those issues that I had with it. Um, and so I'm just, you know, so pleased um, that how the book turned out. And, I and I think we're almost out of time. We are. We've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, tell the listeners where they can get the book again. It can be purchased at createspace.com slash 388-5121 or preferably from my website, themothersworth.net. You can buy discounted copies there. Oh, I wanted, there was so much I wanted to say, how I wanted to use this book for fundraising. Um, I'm dedicating $2 out of every book that's purchased from my site at regular price this month. I'm dedicating it to Katrina Lawrence, who just passed away during childbirth. Um, I'm offering it for fundraising for uh, people if they want to sell the book and you know to take orders, they can make money um, off of the book that way. They can help their organizations and adoption. It's so important to me. Um, uh, I want the book to be meaningful just in so many ways to help society. I want it to be also to be a tool to help raise funds for for you know women for women and just so many different you know aspects of what this book can do. And so, mothersworth.net. Please go to the site, check it out. You can find out all the different things that you know I'm ha- hoping to do with this book. And also, it's available on Amazon.com. Some people are not going to feel comfortable, you know, unless they order it from Amazon. Amazon is a is a recognized name. It can be purchased through there. Um, CreateSpace.com slash three eight eight five one two one or Mothersworth.net. Thank you, Jenny. And it was a great idea to do this show. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day to you, friend of my heart. Thank you for tuning in to Mamas in the Hood. We are thrilled that you spent some time with us today, and I hope everyone has a wonderful Mother's Day. Talk to you later.